Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. And that's it. That's the siren. The regular season is finished. The Bucks go down in the finale, 112 to 118. The Chicago Bulls beat them. We'll have a quick wrap on that game towards the back end of this podcast. But the NBA playoffs are here. Don't miss the big storylines and the team previews you can find every day on the Locked On NBA podcast. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So a busy weekend for the Bucs. As I mentioned, they go down to the Bulls tonight. They did beat the Miami Heat yesterday, which was a really interesting result for a number of reasons. And we're going to go through that. But we do know now the Bucs and the Heat, it's the rematch. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm pretty fired up about this. I've been saying for a while that I was ready for this matchup. I was ready to play the Miami Heat. Uh, I'm ready to in- really enjoy this challenge and embrace this challenge that the Bucks are going to have. Uh, they're going to have a really, really great opportunity to exercise some demons from last year. Uh, we're going to preview that series as we go through the week. So Frank's going to be with me on tomorrow's podcast. You know that he's going to want to dive into this. Zora is going to be with us later in the week. Zora Stevenson, of course, uh, the outstanding reporter with uh, the Bucks. Uh, Bally Sports, I think it's called now. I always want to call it Bally Sports, which makes sense with basketball. But Zora is going to be with us. And then David Rommel, you may remember him from last year's playoff preview. He's the host of Locked on Heat. He's going to join us through the week as well. And there's going to be a bit more fun. There's going to be a locker room podcast that you guys will be able to get involved with. So it's going to be a jam-packed week. In many respects, the week off is really strange. And I'm probably ready to just dive straight into playoff basketball. But... Uh, we're going to sit back and relax now. We've got a week. We get to watch these play-in tournament games, which are just going to be out of this world. Lakers and Golden State Warriors. Can you believe uh, that is the case? But the Bucks do have the benefit of knowing who their opponent is going to be uh, straight up here. So I'm going to talk about this Bucks and Bulls game a little bit later in the podcast. I'm running solo here, so it'll probably be a little bit shorter than usual. But I do want to give a shout-out to Jordan Wara. So stay tuned for that a little bit later in the podcast. But this Miami game was fascinating for a number of reasons. I don't think that we really knew which way the Bucs were going to try and approach this. For those that listen to this podcast daily, you will know that my opinion on this potential series with the Miami Heat has been, if you face them, you face them. Don't worry about it. There's nothing to be scared of. I don't think there's any benefit of being scared of the Miami Heat. I think overall, if you wanted to, in theory, on paper, make it an easier path to the NBA Finals, then sure, maybe you would have preferred to play the Atlanta Hawks or the New York Knicks, but both of those teams, particularly Atlanta, present challenges in different ways as well. We saw that only a few weeks ago. So, you know, I don't necessarily think there was an easy option for the Bucs out of these teams, but Miami, because of the bad memories that Bucs fans have, I, I certainly understand why there is 
um, some frustration that this is the first round matchup that you get. It was interesting, Drew Holiday, uh, we got the chance to speak to him after the game yesterday and he was asked about uh, this matchup and who that they might try and play. And he said, all three are tough teams. So at this point, it doesn't really matter. After tomorrow, we have to lock in on the team we have to play, get down to the details and be able to win four games. To me, it doesn't matter. I love the attitude. And I love the attitude of the Bucks coming into this game, to be totally honest. Like I mentioned on this podcast a number of times over the last few weeks, I think it was perfectly reasonable for fans to, to ask the question or to perhaps even want the team to rest these players and avoid Miami. I, I think that's a perfectly reasonable take to have if you are a fan. But I don't think from within the organization, you should be trying to duck any opponents. And good luck trying to tell Giannis, hey, man, we're going to rest because we don't really trust you in a series against Miami. Yes, we've said all year that we think that we're contenders. But as a three seed, we don't think that you can get the job done as a back-to-back MVP against Miami, okay? So <laughs> so to me, I, I don't have a problem with the Bucs and I don't have a problem with Bud playing these guys yesterday in a game that quite honestly, they played some really high-quality basketball. There was no Jimmy Butler. Of course, that's the caveat here. But I just don't think it's the right message from within the organization to give these guys the idea that the franchise doesn't trust them to beat a sixth seed when they consider themselves to be a championship contender. So I did want to shout out a listener who gets involved a lot with the podcast. I believe he lives in the Bay Area as well and is an Oakland Athletics fan, so clearly we get along. Uh, Justin Sion tweeted after the game, Uh, In response to that Drew Holiday quote, he said, that's the correct mindset for the players. Bud should have never let them play, though. It's ludicrous for coaching and management to rest players throughout the season and then not do it in one game. It would benefit them to lose. So I responded to that as I just did. And I said, this take is very popular. I've seen it not just with Justin, but with a number of Bucks fans over the last few days that they were angry at Bud or they were angry at the organization for for, uh, playing their starters in this game. But again, you've just heard me say, I don't think that that's the right message. I don't think that gives the team confidence. I I think that that shows that the team and the the franchise is scared of a team because they've got some bad memories, which I think is bad. But the interesting point that Justin does make is about resting players through the season. And to me, it's not even about resting players through the season. But if you want to be mad... I don't think that you can direct your anger at Bud or the organization individually. Direct your anger at the whole team if you want to and the way that they played down to their opposition this season. So uh, I'm not someone that really cares. Yeah, but one seed would have been great. You potentially get an easier path. You certainly would have loved home court advantage. There's no doubt about that. But the season is so long that you go back to the start of the season and some of the games they lost. You go back to that bank shot on opening night against Jason Tatum. Like, There's so many <laughs> factors and, and incidents and situations that played out through the season that coming down to this game and putting yourself in the situation where you want to actually rest your players and tell the whole world no, uh, let the whole world know that you're scared of playing the Miami Heat, it, I, that's just, again, that's not the right message. So I understand why there'll be fans out there that will be frustrated because there's Without doubt, I mean, the path is more difficult. I think all those three teams are good, but Miami, for a number of reasons, matchup-wise, mentally, it's going to be a real challenge for this Bucks team. But I was totally fine with the way they approached this. And in fact, I think they took the right approach. I thought they went about this game the right way. You saw right from the start, as we've seen all season long with this team, 
that when they are engaged and when they are locked in, and there's definitely been a difference between when they're playing good teams and poor teams, we've seen that. I thought that right from the outset, uh, they were fantastic yesterday, particularly offensively. We're going to get into that in a little bit here. But for mine, and again, totally understand why people will feel uh, frustrated by the matchup. But I think on the day, when you get yourself to that situation, they did the only thing that they could have done possible. I think they did the right thing by their players in terms of mentality and mindset heading into this series. So, uh, yeah, I'm pumped up. I am fired up and I'm ready to go to break down this series through the week and then get to the games. It feels like it's been a long regular season, but I'm very excited about the opportunities for this team in the postseason. Uh, Like I said, I wanted to talk about some of the things they did offensively, but... I'm going to talk about Indeed now, our sponsors of the podcast. If you are a hiring expert for your company, what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for the applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. So get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's talk about this offense in this uh, game for Milwaukee and those that listen to this podcast regularly. Uh, certainly understand that I believe coming into this postseason, the Bucks are going to have to lean heavily on the offense. We can talk all day about and what they can do defensively. But I think they're going to have to score. The offense is where things have fallen down in years gone by. And quite frankly, it's never really felt like they had a secondary option on offense. Now, that went down to a number of factors. Basically, the Bucks played five-out offense, give the ball to Giannis, hope for the best. When you're not hitting open threes, that quickly falls down. They also just didn't have a third option. So a couple of factors here. Not only is the addition of Drew Holiday just a monumental shift in this series with Miami, and we've seen it all season long in big games. But the continued evolution of Brook Lopez has been remarkable to watch. Now, I know Frank and myself discussed this a little bit on last week's podcast, but in this game against Miami, Brook Lopez again, 9 for 10 from the field. He had 18 points. And to me, it's not just the, the shots that he's getting, but a comment I made to, to Eric Name when I was just texting him through the game I said, it's almost like Brooke Lopez has remembered that he is a huge human being. And what I mean by that is we've seen him over the course of the last few years at times get touches deep in the paint and he would never really power up and finish with a dunk. It always seemed like it was some sort of weird flip shot, hook shot, always kind of out of control and off balance. And it was always so strange for a man that is that big. Sometimes you just wanted him to get the damn ball and say, I'm going to throw this down. I'm bigger than you. And we're starting to see that from him. And we've seen the the big spike in efficiency around the basket. The remarkable part about this game is the fact he didn't even attempt one three, which 
as Eric pointed out in his story over the at the Athletic, which is certainly worth looking at, the first time in his three seasons with Milwaukee that he hasn't attempted a single three-pointer. Now, this comes on the back of a stretch for Brook, and this is dating back to April 27, where he's had four games of 20-plus points, and he only hit one three-pointer in those games. Now, this game doesn't count because he only had 18 points, but there's been a definite shift for how they're using Brook Lopez. And in fact, he hasn't hit multiple threes in a game since the win over Philadelphia back on, on April 22. So since that time, uh, he's hit uh, 1-3-1-3-0-0-0-0-0-1-1-1-1-0-0. So there's been a, <laughs> a ton of games there where he hasn't hit a three And you just love the fact that he's still been scoring. And I think a big part of this, and this is one of the big changes that we've seen from the Bucs offense this season, is their willingness and quickness in identifying mismatches and exposing them. And I think that this is going to, and again, we'll preview the series more, but just based on this game, what we saw yesterday, again, there's no Jimmy Butler, so that's a significant perimeter defender that can cause you some real problems. So that's obviously worth noting here. But we saw early in this game where the Bucs were, were very quick to throw the lob. We've spoke about the lob again. It's come into the Bucs offense, whether it's Giannis, whether it's Brook, they've been very quick to do it. But we saw in this game the Bucs immediately dump the ball to Brook as soon as he had a smaller guy on him. And I think by the shot profile of Brook Lopez changing, what it does is that it prevents the opposition from putting a smaller player on Brook Lopez. So you look at Miami's lineup and you know, whether it's Trevor Ariza, Duncan Robinson certainly got caught on a number of occasions. But in the past, you could probably play those guys on him because you know that he's not really going down low. And even if you get a shot contest up there with a big guy, it's not really going to impact Brook Lopez. He's going to get that shot over you. So I think that the fact now that they're playing him down low, he's not out on the perimeter as much, it is significant because if you can tie up a big defender who's worried about Brook Lopez, it's almost, in, in a funny way, spacing for Giannis because he has more room without that big guy uh, on him or that secondary help defender being a, a big guy, as we've seen in the past with, with Bam Adebayo, for instance, with the Miami Heat. So while you, the traditional thinking about spacing is five out on, on the outside, on the perimeter, really creating that physical spacing... By just tying up that bigger defender, I think Giannis will actually benefit from that. Now, in this game, Giannis, he wasn't dominant offensively. In fact, he only had 15 points on 12 shots. But just utilizing Brook Lopez in those different areas, I think, is going to be critical for the Bucs in the postseason. Now, I tweeted something similar to this effect during the game yesterday, and I had a few people say, well, it's about time. It's about time. And I, I definitely understand that. But I also think that this is the latest evolution and you can be impatient if you want. So I, I, again, I'm not saying anyone's wrong for feeling this way, but if you think about the Bucks star players and the evolution they've had under Bud over the, over the last few years, let's think about this. So he brings in all these players. At first, the idea, and this is the very traditional idea with a dominant player that doesn't necessarily shoot the ball, that can create, that can score, space the floor. Put shooters around him, and make the, the opposition make a decision. Very, very uh, consistent strategy during the regular season that you can get a lot of co- success with. There's no doubt about that. 
But what we've seen in the postseason is that ultimately teams are going to say, you know what? I, I don't really care if Pat Connaughton is out there shooting open threes. I don't really care if Ersan Luisova is out there shooting threes. So that when the calculus changes in the postseason, if those guys aren't hitting wide open threes, which they haven't been able to consistently in the postseason, the Bucks' offense has collapsed. So in this offseason, off they clearly went to work and said, okay, well, how can we engage other defenders in different areas of the floor? How can we get guys to more uh, dangerous spots? Now, the dunkers spot where they've had someone sitting there has been the, the main feature of the offense. But now putting Brook Lopez down there as a secondary option in the post within the paint is the next evolution of that. And I think it goes to show that the Bucks still will use the five-out spacing at times, and that still does make sense. But they turned Brook Lopez into that three-point shooter to the absolute extreme. And now they've got a secondary option with him where they can bring him inside the paint. As I said, engage the defense in different ways. And it's kind of been the slow process of what we've seen with Chris Middleton. If you remember back to the first season under Bud, he really had to get forced to go out to the perimeter. And then they slowly brought him back in. So I think overall, the the evolution of these players in, in the Bucks' offense has been... Um, again, maybe a little bit slow, and it's taken some pretty harsh lessons to understand that you need to get there. But I think it's interesting to look at it as a whole. And Giannis ties into this as well, because we've seen him this year. Uh, last year certainly was a guy that started shooting a lot more threes. That's carried over this year, but we've seen him incorporate the mid-range jumper a lot more this year. We've seen him try to score with uh, changing his pace, getting to different spots, using that turnaround step back. So I, I think those three guys in particular as the mainstays of this team, seeing the way that their games have changed over the course of the last three years is certainly really fascinating. And then, of course, you add someone like Drew Holiday there, uh, who is uh, you know, a dynamite offensive player that the Bucks haven't had in the past. So uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens in this series. And clearly, coming up against someone like Eric Spolstra is, is scary. But I'll say this. The Bucs, from what we've seen, from the evidence that we have in front of us, they seem more prepared to not only try different things within games, but have plans when things don't go right. So I thought that that was a, a nice element to that game against Miami yesterday that, again, should give you some hope for what is to come. So shout out to Brooke Lopez and shout out to Bud and, and the Bucs for utilizing him in different ways as well. I want to talk about betonline.ag. Uh, which we know is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On for that one. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And then, and then, it's built by time. The best tasting protein bar that has ever been made. I hope that you've all ordered them by now. But if you haven't, there's nine delicious flavors online, and uh, you know what they are. There's coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, among others there, as I've always mentioned. If you can't choose one, which I understand can be difficult. They're all delicious. You can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Uh, they only have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So they're pretty good for you. They're healthy. So that's the best thing 
about them there. Just go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. So as I mentioned, the Bucks went down to the Chicago Bulls 118 to 112. And uh, we knew that the Bucks were locked into the three seed. So right on tip-off, they took their starters out of this game, which I think for the most people probably removed some of the intrigue from this contest. But it wasn't without some excitement if you're a Bucks fan. There's no doubt about that. Interestingly enough, I got a tweet from MacGyver who says, by losing to the Bulls, the Bucks lost the possible home court advantage to the Clippers and to the Nuggets. It might look irrelevant right now, but who knows in 45 days. Uh, I can't look that far ahead, but I thought it was interesting comment at least. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's a Denver Bucks finals. Maybe it's Clippers Bucks finals. They probably wouldn't be the two teams that I'd be picking to reach the finals anyway. But uh, nonetheless, it's worth pointing out. So I thought that that was a pretty cool tweet there uh, from a Bucks fan that's keeping their eye well and truly on the future. But the interesting thing about this game, and I'll quickly just note that 46 and 26 record, if it was a 72-game season, uh, that's around 52-53 game pace there. So clearly down on where the Bucks have been in previous years, which is you know no surprise to anyone. Um, I, I think we, we probably predicted that coming into the season. I can't remember what the over and unders were. But yeah, 52-53 win pace. Again, I always laugh to myself and think about Oh man, it's only 53 win pace. What a disappointing season. And then think back uh, to all those years going back a decade ago or or longer where you would have given anything to have a 50 win season. And uh, you have to project out. I don't know how they're going to put this in the record books. I would like to think this was the Bucks' third straight 50 win regular season, but uh, I don't know what they're going to do about that. But probably the standout performance from this game was Jordan Wara, 34 points. 14 of 23 shooting, 4 for 8 from the outside, and he added 14 rebounds in this game as well. And it's just the latest in a a string of impressive offensive performances uh, from the rookie. He's been one of the fun parts of the regular season when he's had his chance to play. Uh, Frank had some stats up on Twitter here, so I'll read these out now. So he's the first Bucks rookie to put up 34 points and 14 rebounds since Kareem. Not bad company there. He joins Big Dog, Glenn Robertson, and Vin Baker as the only Bucks rookies with multiple 20 and 10 games in the last 40 years. Not bad. Maybe he can toast Coach Vin Baker after the game. He's had more 20-point games as a rookie, that's three for those of you counting at home, than Giannis and Jabari combined. Jordan War, he's put up some... Impressive numbers, there's no doubt about that. Shout out to uh, Frank for giving me some content here for this podcast. Uh, And there was another tweet that stood out to me, and this is from uh, Jake Reitz, who uh, we know is the big Diakite fan. The Diakite stan, Jake Reitz, tweeted that in three games that Jordan Wara played over 25 minutes in, he averaged 26.3 points, 10 rebounds, 52% uh, 52 from the field and 46% from three. So... Uh, some impressive stuff there. And, and look, <laughs> you take the 34 and 14 tonight with a grain of salt against the Chicago Bulls team in the last game of the regular season. Absolutely you do. You don't, no one should be out here thinking that he can come in in a playoff game and do the similar thing. But this is certainly significant moving forward for the Bucs, I believe, 
we haven't seen as much of Sam Merrill as we probably would have liked, but I've seen enough from Jordan Wara to believe that he could be an NBA rotation player in the future. In his rare opportunities that he got to play in the rotation, I think that it was clearly pretty evident that it's a big step. And he's put up big numbers in some of these funky games where the starters haven't been playing. But, you know, playing rotation minutes next to Giannis, I mean, it's just a different ball game. So I, I think we all understand that. That doesn't take away from what he's done, though. And especially his ability to shoot off the dribble. I mean, that's a, that's a genuine NBA caliber skill that not a lot of guys have. Frank tweeted out the, the effective field goal percentages for step backs and then catch and shoot. And funnily enough, he's a better shooter when he's, when he's taking these ridiculous degree of difficulty step-back shots. So Jordan Wara, an incredibly intriguing talent and a guy that I, I really hope does pan out. Remember, we're talking about the 45th pick in the draft here. So this has the potential to be diamond in the rough for the Bucs. And they're going to need it. They're going to need those guys and cheap contracts to really come through and hopefully uh, be able to provide something. Also, shout out to Elijah Bryant, who made uh, his debut with the Bucks. 16 points for him on 6 for 13 shooting. And you could, probably just, you could probably just say that Jordan Bryant had 50 points tonight because those guys look exactly the same. Same haircut. On the broadcast, when you're looking from a distance, it's very difficult to tell who was who out there. So 50 points for Jordan Bryant. So shout out to those guys. Uh, the only sour note on the night, and we should point this out, uh, Thanasis went down with a knee injury. He looked pretty sore. The team tweeted out that it was uh, some patella soreness there. So, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned this before, I, that who knows? Who knows what could happen in the postseason if you need a spark of energy? Uh, Thanasis is probably the guy you're looking for there. So uh, fingers crossed for him. He's had a, an impressive season this year. I think we've all enjoyed watching him play. So I, I really, really hope uh, that that's nothing too serious there. And then last one, just... Uh, yes. Feel for Pat Connaughton, man. Probably the only guy in the playoff rotation that was forced out uh, out there to play tonight. Giannis, left knee soreness. Dante, toe soreness. Bryn Forbes, left patella tendonitis. Drew Holiday, hip soreness. Brooke Lopez, lumbar spine soreness. Bobby Portis, right patella tendonitis. PJ Tucker, coach's decision. Chris Middleton had some ankle soreness as well. So, yeah, no one was playing in this one. But nonetheless, the regular season is done. You guys know how much I've been looking forward to getting this out of the way. So we can get to the business end of the season and we can get into the playoffs. So Bucks and Heat, again, uh, I haven't looked ahead too much. We're going to save it for when I've got guests with me so we can bounce some ideas off each other. We've got Frank, we've got Zora, we've got David from Locked on Heat all coming this week and a locker room. Make sure you get the locker room app and join me because you can ask us what you want us to, to talk about. You can jump on, you can ask your own questions. So make sure you do that. And uh, keep an eye out for when I'm going to run uh, with that Locker Room podcast there. Get all the sports news you need, though, in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And I am going to leave it right there for today. The Bucks finished the regular season 46 and 26. They'll take on the Miami Heat. I'll be back with Frank tomorrow, so I really look forward to that. Uh, Thank you all for listening, as always. And don't stress too much. This is going to be fun. The Bucks will be fine, I hope. But we're going to talk about it all week long. I look forward to you guys joining us. Uh, Take it easy, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow.